what's going on i got my notebook and everything <laughs> what up world and welcome to another episode of black nerd fridays i'm your host d neil and i got my co-host with me in the building kinky says what's going on what's going on what's going on how's uh, everybody doing man and i also <laughs> got you know the mr refine himself mr black nerd black bearded nerd what's going on with you what's up what's up man i'm ready to get into it so I'm going to tell y'all, man, I'm doing like Rashad off of Earn Your Leisure. I had to get my notebook. All right. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 I oh, was, you know what? I was, you know, I had to get my notebook. I had to, you know what I mean? I got Let's my notebook it. too. Oh, we in there. It's mine. Oh, <laughs> I like that research <laughs> notebook. I like technology. That. Now yeah. here at Black Nerd Fridays, man, it's our first time going, going live um, on YouTube, Facebook, and also on Twitch. So shout out to everybody who will be joining or on the replay Definitely make sure you you leave comments. We will respond to them. I pose I pose a question in YouTube about time travel, and we will get to that. But let's talk about Stein's Gate, okay? And really, I literally just finished the last couple of episodes at work <laughs> right before I had to do training, uh, and I was like, man, this is this. It took me for a loop. I really was like, I didn't understand why so many people love this show, uh, this anime, s anime, and I'm like. I understand why it literally just hits you tear jerker episode. I think it was like 15 or 16 where I was like, I was like balling up in my eyes. Like, Oh my God, this is crazy. This is just a lot of emotion, but not overplayed with it. So um, what I'm going to do is first and foremost, we're going to get these, we're going to get these names right. And I'm going to let Kinky says, and I'm going to let black bearded nerd get the names right. We're going to start off with the Mr. Uh, Mr. Protagonist himself. Okay, Mr. Ha 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 ha. You know, I don't, uh, I, I don't, or, 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 or Karen or, or Kieran. I don't know how you pronounce his name, but I'm gonna let Kinky Suds and, and, and Blackbeard Nerd start off with it. So, who is the, who is the protagonist? Who is the main character? Oh man, Blackbeard Nerd. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you go there. I'm gonna let you start. You want me to tell his name? His name. name. Is- Let's go with the name. We just he got gonna like be- six of them. Let's get it straight. Yeah. He got like six different names. You know what I'm saying? Haunin yes. Kilma is the main one. Mm-hmm. The other, the other ones would be Okabe. He got Okarin, and um, he has one. I forgot the last one. He got a couple. Man, he got several different names. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. And he is uh, a mad scientist. I'm gonna say, but in my opinion, he's not. <laughs> but yeah, there you go. That's the laugh right there. <laughs> he's a mad scientist. They say yes. but he's dope, yes. man. He's the, he's my guy. And then and so our, and then our second main uh, protagonist is. Is what Kinky Suds is dressed up as. Uh, Kinky Suds, can you give the character's name and really uh, just Ooh, a little no. bit? Of, no, I you can't get. I, can, what? I you know can't, I'm Christina, mess it up. and it's by the name. Which yeah. I know, <laughs> right? Exactly. But uh, I mean, I, I know saying the correct way to say her name, I'm going to screw it up. Mm. Uh, but go ahead. Oh no! Go ahead, go ahead. I want to hear how I you got my notebook it. out. I told you I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I got mine. or my my my. Uh, uh, we just know her as Christina, Miss Redhead yeah. herself. I mean, yeah. she is. When I say she's she fireball. is, yeah. When I say she's, she's phenomenal, uh, as yeah, far she, as intellect, she is just above and beyond. She loves what she does, and we're gonna talk a little bit about that as well. Yeah, I like. Go ahead. I gotta say, with her character, I thought she was a, a good balance and a good challenge to the main character. Yes, uh, yes. I thought Definitely. that she, and I think it plays into really beautifully with the beer that I'm going to be drinking during this show. This idea about abuse of science, mm. um, okay. although you can do it, doesn't necessarily mean that you should. So, yeah. and I like that she always challenged him on that. Like, really, what are you trying to do here? What's the, like? I get it, but 
I'm glad you said ball of fire because I got something similar to ball of fire. Ooh. This is from Mortalis, Prometheus. So we kind of right on with mm. that one. Mm. I ain't even expecting it. Nice. And, nice. Then we, and I mean, and excuse my camera from shaking. I was still trying to get together. It wasn't working the way I wanted it to. But, you know, again, if this is on the replay, we're going to talk about make sure your camera's right and make sure you get here on time. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a note for yourself? Is that a oh, note yeah, for definitely. yourself? Yeah, definitely. Always, always. But I, but know, I, I had think to, we were, we were yeah, good. You, you y'all know? was ready. Y'all was yeah, ready was to go. Good. Y'all, good. Yeah, y'all <laughs> was at the house. Y'all was good. You know what I mean? So I can't complain with that. So you got uh, Daru, who's probably one of my, one of the most uh, underrated protagonists in the show, but he is, he is the, the uh, hacker extraordinaire. He is, he is what makes even Steingate, uh, Stein's Gate even possible. And that's not even Stein's Gate is not even uh, what I'm uh, referring to is not even what Daru was doing. That is what uh, Mr. Mad Scientist himself was actually looking to achieve. And that is just a point of equilibrium with a different timeline so that he did not make the past. Uh, he didn't change the past, but he made it look like, oh, we're going to get to this. Yeah, made it he look like he changed the past. So uh, so okay. we got that. We got his we got his uh, childhood friend. Uh, my you my uh my 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 but everybody but well, she goes by Mayushi and she is actually a cos- yeah my issue is actually a cosplay character so this is this is pretty crazy um we also have uh Suzu um uh, but her name her first name is not Suzu but Suzu is a character that we're gonna get into as well uh, I already knew who Suzu was and where she came from so that was good and I just didn't watch when I finished everything I was like oh this is this is fire Definitely, she is the part-time warrior, as they call her. You also oh, yeah. have you also have uh, Moeka. Now, Moeka is uh, her first name is like uh, Kairiu, which is great because I can remember that because I was I was thinking Ryu from Street Fighter. But she <laughs> she's a character wears glasses. Uh, I was just like, sums sums off with this character. I like that glass. Yeah, I, like yeah. that glass. I know that's a nice glass right there, beautiful glass. So, uh, someone was off with that character. Uh, we even have yeah. uh, Mr. Mr. Baron or Mr. Baru. That's the shop owner uh, for the the uh, the TV repair. <laughs> or matter of fact, he does all repairs, not just TV. Yeah, just, he yeah, does yeah, a lot of repairs. He does yeah. jack of all trades on that. So he's actually important uh, towards the end of the show, which blew my mind. And <laughs> yeah, that one just... thing I love is about this show. It, it's yeah. just it just doesn't you. It gives you a lot of information with a lot of the characters. It makes you think that one character is one way and it just really just turns around and slaps you in the face. And you're like, I don't even know what happened. You also have, uh, and I wrote that name down too, uh, uh, Rokua, uh, maybe I'm getting, uh, his name, right. Or is it a, he, and we're talking, we're talking, we're talking, we're talking gender wise, gender wise from the look, but not, not, uh, not sex, sex, not, uh, sex as far as male or female. So that, that character. I mean, the timelines with that one was pretty interesting, though. But yes, I'll wait till we get to a little bit later on that one. Yes, <laughs> and then you got, and then you also have the character Ferris, Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Meow herself, a cosplay, yeah. uh, another cosplay person who actually uh, we'll talk about a little later is <laughs> the city is is her family city. So that was that blew my mind too, and the amount of money that she comes from. But we'll talk about a lot of what this show is is really about the human emotion. And also with the whole aspect of Steingate's being a, a time travel suspense show, it's really pulling at that aspect of selfishness, which I wrote down and took notes on is like, what is selfishness? It also talks about 
uh, control, of course. So you see, you see control, but you don't see it in the way where it's like, I am the main antagonist and I'm going to control you. Now, the overall antagonist is as Saren, uh, if I pronounce that correctly, S-E-R-N. And they're actually an entity. They're not they are they're like a they're like a conglomerate. But you don't know who is in there. Now, the character who Kinky says is dressed up as a cosplay that she's doing, uh, you uh, you get the first sense of the, sh- uh, the show actually in the first couple of episodes dealing with uh, Miss Part-Time um, Part-Time Warrior that you get a sense that, wait a minute, okay, uh, Christina, as uh, the mass scientist likes to call her, right. is, definitely, <laughs> is definitely uh, tied into Saren and it's some, it's some friction between the Part-Time Warrior and, uh, and Christina. And we'll yep. get to talk about that as well. But we also have, uh, so I went over, uh, I went Ferris, if I got her name correctly. So Miss Akiba, uh, that's one character. We went over Roku, damn it, Roka, Rokua, whatever. What is his name? Rokuka. It's Rokuka. Yeah, Rokuka. Shortly is Ruka. Yeah, so Ruka for short. Uh, so these, and they all have different uh, membership numbers, like number one, two, or what, uh, whatever, like your lab member number three or four. Yes. Um, yeah. But but the show really uh, revolves around the aspect of time. You have Mr. Mad Scientist himself, whose name I always get incorrect. Uh, O'Karen is what I'm going to call him, even though it's probably not that. Uh, he is he is a man who seems like well, not and he's not super old. So the show makes it seem like it has this right. uh, older, younger man, woman uh, type of feel. But reality is, is that he was in elementary school and, and I think it was in 2000. So he's not, he's not even, yeah. he's not even, he's not even that old. He's just tall for, for his, uh, for his, his stature compared to all the other um, yeah. characters. And even Dar- Daru is not as old as you suspect, because a lot of this, it does, it does hit with a lot of sexual harassment jokes that, at it, that was in 2000. This show was in 2010, 2011. So just compared yeah. to now, it's just like, oh yeah, that's not flying at all. I mean, I'm, you could tell based yeah. upon the technology, the cell phones. You when you look at the, I cell was going to say the TVs, phones, the cell phones. The TVs yeah. were old, and then like he's saying to piggyback off what you're saying as far as the uh, relationship and sexual harassment wise, right? When you're looking Ooh. at those two characters, you see a lot of things that Okarin is doing. But yes. he's not really sexually harassing because they're they're they are very close in age, all of the characters, but you yes. don't realize that until later on in the show. Mm. Right. When they start to talk about the age, I just thought it was interesting how, you know, he <laughs> the, I feel like his team kind of helped him to break out of like this very I got blinders on, I'm only focusing on this, right? So like a lot of times he was oblivious to things. And if he and there's a couple of scenes, of course, they all do it with fan service type of stuff. But when those things would happen, he was always just like, <gasps> like, you know, this typical anime, like, yeah, which I always crack up on when they do those properly. But it was just funny watching him <laughs> struggle with that. I'm like, dude, <laughs> you are coming up with like ways to time travel with your team. And you're freaking out because you see a little bit of leg or a little bit of a boob. Exactly. Like, what's going on, man? Come on, like, man. Right, right. <laughs> Crazy, crazy! Like you get a mixture of all that sort of stuff. Definitely. Like a so, with, sexual with harassment Oprah, from no, the, yeah. uh, the the mixture of him being quote unquote um, a pervert and all that stuff, and you tie it in, and you find out that's not the case. But um, Okran was an interesting character to say the least. Very. So, so Okran is a character who, again, he loves science. He, as a kid, he watched this mad scientist show. He wants to be the mad scientist. He wants chaos, uh, and he's always talking about. Uh, 
the organization. <laughs> the organization is out to get him. The organization and wants to take over the world. And he's he's like an anti-hero in his mind. Uh, and and really the <laughs> really the tale of the of the anime is that he is thrust into uh, at least in the beginning, the first episode, he's thrust into a situation where he sees uh, uh, Christina's character uh, dead. And again, this show has been out a very long time, so it's going to be all spoilers, uh, hands down. And this character is dead, and he hears a he hears a scream, um, and that scream is important actually because that scream times into again time I, I, for the uh, for for everyone watching on the live and then on the replay. If we're talking about time travel, someone hears a scream, <laughs> it, you can already kind of imagine of how this circle is going. Hint, hint. Uh, so he goes up, he sees Christina's character, and he is he's like blood. It's all over the place, and he, this is actually a character who's a scientist. Uh, Christina, she is she is probably one of the most uh, intelligent scientists when it comes to this aspect of neurology, uh, the mind. And he is just like, wow, I've seen her before. She's dead. And what and he's running out. And before you know it, it's like the screen just goes. He's like he sees his phone. The screen just shakes or whatever. And he literally is like in isolation for a moment in the city. The city is just empty. And he's yep. like, what the hell's going on? He's thinking he's daydreaming. And then it's like he gets thrust forward into his body and he's talking to he's <laughs> uh, he's talking to his, uh, his childhood uh, friend whose name I got to get these names right. But the ch- his childhood friend who is like, are you OK? And he's like, oh, I'm good. And then he realizes that he's actually back from the start before the day even got started. And so yep. this is a this is a telltale story of like time travel. Um, and it's not time travel in the sense that we think, which I which I really enjoy, because if uh, because when uh, Ren and our uh, excuse me, Black Beard and Nerd and I did uh, Erase, which is a show that really took a lot from uh, uh, Steins Gate, even with yes. the blue butterfly when time happened, uh, oh, time travel yeah. happened and everything. See, I'm, I'm getting to I'm, I was paying attention. Uh-oh, um, uh-oh. It really it really it really showcased a lot of what Steins Gate did for time travel and suspense type shows. So. Literally, the whole show was about this. The uh, uh, the Mr. Mad Scientist Okaran Okaran. It really going through and trying to understand why the hell am I? Why am I going through this? Why is this person dead? And like the first couple episodes, the only thing he's focusing on is actually first two is like I can't let this person die. So this person doesn't die. He builds a relationship with uh, with Christina, and this is the name he calls her. Our our crew. Chris Cruz, whatever, whatever Nick, other nicknames he gives her. Uh, my favorite nickname is Shining Finger, but we'll get to that character. <laughs> um, he uh, he literally is just building this friendship, this this uh, bond with someone who is in love with science at a level that he would love to be at, uh, that he doesn't get to until later on in the the into the series. But the only reason you know about that is because of what happens uh, throughout the series, and he gets kind of hit with seeing himself in the future. And that is, it's, that is one key thing. And really oh the God. main, the main point of this show is like isolate, not being isolated, be isolated. And on top of that, dealing with, um, uh, um, dealing with the fact that the people who are there around you that are always seeing you every day are the most important to you. And that if you take a moment to step back and see what it is that you have, then you can build even greater things because now you have a solid base. And 
what uh, Okarin was not seeing, and again, the reason why he wasn't seeing that is he had a some childhood trauma, as <laughs> the show just shows a whole lot of trauma. Um, All kinds of trauma. He, yeah. he was just like, I have to. He was like, I just want to be alone. He really didn't want to feel uh, feel pain. So, yeah, that pain of not uh, really caring or loving someone because of what he had, what issues that he had. And I, I don't want to give. I'm, I'm a spoiler, but alert, but not every single thing because we'll be here all day. <laughs> but he really had him and uh, uh, Mayushi, they really had a moment to where Mayushi's grandmother passed away. Uh, and it almost seemed in the way that the show they showed it is like she was really reaching for the light. And I was it was almost seeming like to the, uh, Okarin's point that she was going to just disappear, like heaven was going to take her and then he would be alone. So he grabbed her and said, I never want you to leave. He was like, from, our, from the show as a kid, the only thing coming to his mind is like, I'm a mad scientist and I've captured you and I've kidnapped you and you can't, you can never leave me. Uh, and it was really just a moment of the way that he felt from the trauma that he had as a child. Now, what I, and I'm going to stop talking after this because I'm going to pose a, a question. I need to do that with the com- uh, in the comments too, uh, is that with with Okarin and with just the, the the show in general, what what moment for you all did you just get that this show was solely about him, even though it had so many other things coming into play? And I'll go with Kinky Suds. I was going to say she'd go first. <laughs> so I think, honestly, when you're thinking about how he was really animate about what he was, what he found and what he thought was his, his theorem, so to speak. Mm. Um, I know from my own experience as a scientist, like when you've come across something, you're like, Hey, I want people to know about this, right? Like this is, this is something big. Um, because you're like, I'm looking through all these papers. I've done all the analysis and everything. You're like, look, I want people to look at this. But I think just the idea for him, of not just wanting to be alone, but the whole idea of let's really push the envelope and see what I can do. Right. Like that's, and and I think it's interesting as a scientist, when you're trying to uncover things about the world, there's always a question of, you know, when you uncover it, what do you do with it? Mm -hmm. Right. Like when you figure that out and we all have talked in various conversations alone or with our friends, right of just this idea of if you could travel through time and change things, would you? And I really like that, that, that concept of that, because every time he was like, Oh, I did this. It worked. Well, what happened? And you start to see all the fallout from it. And every time, like you said, he didn't want to be alone. So every time something happened to another character on the show, he was like, I need to fix it. Right. Mm. So he kept going further and further down this rabbit hole, which I thought was insane. And so you know, you kept causing, he kept causing more and more fragments throughout the timeline, right? So it's like you really, you have this abuse of science, right? Abuse of where it's like, <laughs> where he's like, you know, I we've uncovered this thing of being able to time travel. I was able to send a message back in time, but it caused so much trouble for him. So he was already not wanting to be alone. Hmm. And then when he came across this novel thing in science, it screwed up everything in his life. And he's like, my whole mission now is just to try and fix this. And in the same time as he was trying to save people, he was pushing people away. So he was literally causing more harm to himself mm. and causing more troubles for himself in the sense of, I don't want people to leave me, but I'm pushing people away in order to get to this. Right. Mm. So 
I thought it was really interesting. It kind of reminded me of the movie with Ashton Kutcher, uh, Butterfly. Butterfly. Oh, Butterfly. I was thinking of Every time he tried, it always got worse. Um, And there's just always this idea that it ripples through time. So whatever you change will ripple through time. Um, And so it always begs the question I've always felt is, do we really have free will? Because if you want to go back and really change something, but it leads to this drastic change in the end, and you don't like the end product, it's like, well, you're forced to still go with that first decision that you made or whatever decision you made that you're in that timeline. But Mm -hmm. I'll save that tidbit. But it just for me, it was just that part of, you know, he tried to show what he did. He was very excited about it. He wanted to be revealed, you know, be viewed as a renowned scientist, but in the end it still cost him everybody that he really cared about. So I think that was important too, because to me, I felt as though he was a person that was alone at first, but when you realize that he actually cared about the original lab members two and three, which was uh, Daru and Mayushi, yeah. And as time progressed, he added more lab members. But when you realize that he needed all of them as a collective and mm-hmm. all of them as a support system, he didn't want to be alone anymore. He he didn't want to be just known as the mad scientist. Ha ha ha! All that yeah. he wanted that support. He wanted that love from the people that he called friends. And he kind of yeah. realized that later on when um, I think it was uh, uh, the guy at the end. What's his name? The Brown. When he mentioned to him something about yes. it, that you have these people around and you realize their significance. And um, I actually enjoy that part the most because as humans, you know, we all like our solidarity. We all like mm-hmm. our peace and stuff. But we realize we need other people around us, whether it makes us good or bad. But that normally makes us better because we are social creatures. So I enjoy that aspect of it. And I definitely think that they could have taken that storyline just like so much farther based upon all those ripples and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I d- definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that really hit about this show, and uh, for y'all watching and on the replay too, make sure you want to leave some comments and ask us questions. We can respond back to it and even come back to Steins Gate uh, later on because it's it's such a, I mean, it's 24 episodes. So this, this hour that you're getting is really just going to condense it, but we're really hitting to the uh, humanity, the social structure of things, but it didn't even, the society as a whole really didn't even fit into the anime. It was solely focused on people and what they're going through. And one of the things about Okarin, and I'm hopefully I'm getting his name right. You're getting I'm, closer I'm, each time. Getting, each time. Getting closer. One of the things right. that I really en- enjoyed about his character is that every single character that was around him, even even the quote unquote antagonist uh, of Siren, this entity, understood that he was a good person. And that to me is uh, it was crazy because he just didn't believe that he didn't want to be a humble person. He wanted to live up to this this moniker of a mad scientist because it made him have armor on. And he and he couldn't he didn't have to deal with the reality that he did care about people and he really wanted them to be around him and need him just as much. And I think that was great. One of the other things that really uh, got to me with the show is that the characters, Ferris, Ru- uh, Ruki, uh, and then also with uh, Mo- Moeka, who, uh, again, one with glasses, who's, again, very interesting character. And we can talk again about isolation and her, and her point as well, is that each one of them were making decisions about what they wanted to change in the past that can either make them feel comfortable or mm-hmm. bring them from not being isolated. So for 
for Ferris, who was the uh, call her meow because she was always in cosplay with cat <laughs> with cat gloves meow. and something like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Very intelligent too, though. At the same time, which yeah. was so, hilarious to yes. me. Very yeah. intelligent. The games that they played, I don't. It was like I thought it was like chess, but it was probably some even beyond similar that. to that, but further yeah. than that. Definitely. But she was she's just like known. Not even we're not even just talking about in Japan where this is the show is located, but even also, um, and and the other episode, the last thirteen minutes where they did an extension of the show. Oh, yeah. She was in she was in L.A. at the Staples Center and like had all of all of the Japanese guys who live in, in the United States were like, oh, man, she is just fire. But with her, she wanted to change time. And the way that they also, a lot of these characters got to find out about uh, time travel using D-mail, which (laughs) I thought was was great. Um, That was, that was, that in itself is like, uh, Okarin just didn't know when to be quiet. Like he literally had his windows open. He had the door open and he would just, Oh, that was the thing that got me about that. He just just would have conversations about like literally Daru. He has Daru hacking into like government, facilities where they are literally testing time travel and he's like just speaking as calm, as casual as he wants to yeah. with all the windows open uh but oh before i before i get into that what do you before i get into more characters what do you what do you all think about how they use the bananas in these in this show to <laughs> signify this this aspect of that the physical body of something were could not travel through it it would it was it was the um the way they mention it in the in the show is that the the governments that were looking at time travel was like they were utilizing a black hole and they were trying to force like a a, a, a huge object, a full person through this black <laughs> hole that was compressing over time. And it was like, this is this is crazy. And the way they did it, and especially when they found out that they were doing human experiments was like it was amazing. And, and again, this is Christina's. This is where she shined in the show is because she was it literally took her minutes. I mean, we're talking spans of like, sometimes in the show it'd be 30 minutes an episode, but we're talking about anywhere from a two day, three day type of thought process. Even she would like not sleep and she would just come up with these, these great things, these ideas that were like, Oh man, this is amazing. And I was like, she literally laid out this green banana aspect. And when she saw it, she was like, this is just amazing. Like what did, what did, how did, how did, how did this, uh, the gelatized banana really, what did it make you all think when y'all first saw it? I'm gonna go with the black bearded nerd first. Like, what did you think about that? Like, what did the show do for you? On first that off, I'm like, uh, is that microwave? Like, is it just rotten? Is it exactly bad, yeah. et cetera. But at the same time, I was thinking, okay, if they're doing time travel, right. Maybe something happened in time that caused it to age super fast, whatever. But we realize that's not the case. We realize that you're trying to fit something into a small hole. So you're going to lose all the important parts. And all you are left with is just the gel or the guts of it, right? Mm. But the funny aspect of it is that sexual innuendo that they had when it was, oh, put this banana into the hole and stuff like that. And the things that they're saying, and you have like, uh, yes. yeah, like <laughs> all those little um, intricacies happening and everybody's taken it the wrong way. But it was deep to watch her use that, right, and translate that into a quick theorem to um, translate messages backwards and translate things instead of you physically yes. going back, you mentally going back, putting the memories back there. That was yes. There. I think the other thing to build upon that was the idea of, you know, of course, anytime you think about going back in time, you would like to yourself go back. So I think about the one movie where the um, the young girl was trying to go back in time to save her brother. 
Mm. Um, and it was about a young black girl who's going back to try and save her brother who was killed by the police. And she and her friend oh, yeah, figured out how to do try and trap. And I cannot remember the name of that movie. Me either. But it was interesting thinking about physically speaking, one would want to go back in time, right? Mm-hmm. But if you weren't able to and you had to figure out a way to send a message to your previous self or somehow to inform yourself, the way she went about breaking it down and saying we had to do a message, but there was a, tr- a catch. It had to be a, su- a certain length, right? Mm-hmm. Like you had to get all the information you needed in a short amount of time. I was like, oh, it's like Twitter. You got 140 <laughs> characters. You got to. That's exactly what I thought. Together. That's exactly yeah. what I thought and with so, email. That's exactly what email is. It's just a right? time traveling Twitter to and show you. Said, <laughs> right. Yeah. I just thought it was so interesting because then it comes down to because someone had posed this question before. If you only if you could tell yourself something in seven words, what your past self, what would it be? Mm. Right. So. You have to start thinking, and this is the thing, when you send that message back in time, you have to think about who am I sending it back to and what's their thought process? Because you may have an inside joke, like with your significant other or with your best friend. So you can cut out a lot of words and they will be able to piece things together and be like, oh, I see what you're trying to say, but it would sound like gibberish to anyone else who's reading it. And they're like, yeah. I don't know what the hell this is. But you're thinking back on a time who you're sending it to and the time you're sending it, right. That really helped jog their memories about stuff. So I thought that was really cool because it wasn't where you had this unlimited power to be able to go back. There weren't any consequences and you were able to physically go back and change things. It was like, no, you've got to play within the rules. And if you were to do this, this is the way you do it, but you have to be very smart about it and calculate it. And I love that piece. And also the fact that it was a girl, a woman who figured it out. And yeah, that I was, dope, that was but, cool. but let me add that into there, right? So if you're thinking about the most important thing that they sent back, one of the first things, um, Rokuka, aka Ruka, sent the message to the mom, eat vegetables instead of meat and vegetables because you wanted that translation, right? Oh man, that was crazy. So you add that in there, and then you have to think about this. Remember when he sent the message back to himself, and it was, I mean, not back to himself. Yeah, it was back to himself, but it was to inform um um, uh, what's her name? The redhead girl. Mm-hmm. My uh, my my Yuri had to my inform her. Christina. Uh, Christina. Yeah, we go Christina. Christina. Had to inform her, and if the where her thought process was at the time was, I'm worried about a spoon. I have my mm-hmm. fork. Where's my spoon at? That right there was very interesting. So you have to calculate all that when you decide to send things back because your your mind state might not understand the message, the coded language that you're trying to send back to yourself. So, mm-hmm. so they was able to do so that dope. and interpret that into how the person can understand what it was. So that was dope. Enough. I just, I thought that was so dope. Cause I mean, it really, yeah. it makes it, like I said, it makes it where you have to be very calculated because mm-hmm. when they made the initial change, a lot of things had happened. And I loved how they showed at the beginning of each episode, like the different lines, the timelines that broke out of it. Right. And as each episode progressed, they started to kind of like compress onto themselves and say, hey, Mm -hmm. look, we're only one away instead of five away. Mm. And it was really interesting because, you know, each like in the beginning, each time they would try to fix it, it got worse. And it was like, (laughs) wait, we and then they're like, we we need to stop and think about exactly what did we do to get it back to at least this part here. So, again, it was being very calculated and figuring out how do you change things back? But I've always thought it was really interesting that when you split off into time, like they always talk about the multiverse, 
We heard mm-hmm. a lot of this about this in Marvel, right? We have the multiverse theorem. Um, we hear about it in our own real space about this idea that there are multiple universes. Rick and Morty has talked about this, yes, right? Said it, yes. And in Rick and Morty, they had the ability to be able to look at it through these goggles so you could see what your life looks like across these different universes. Yeah. And I always thought it was interesting because it's like if you could peer into those other timelines and see where your life is, would you try to change it to get to that, t- to say that, oh, okay, this mm. is my, my timeline now looks like this. Right. But I think it was really interesting. They were talking about this, like you really fragmented the timeline and it really comes down to, you have to keep everything in line, right. To get it back to where it was. But it was like, you have to really pay attention to what were the key steps that made the decision to get to that. And I just thought that that was just beautifully done yeah. uh, how they did that. And I think, and I don't know, because the way that they talked about time travel and this makes me think that they probably consulted with someone because they oh, yeah. really they really went into some details. I was just like, a lot mm-hmm. of Hollywood movies don't even try to go into this detail, right? Um, and I think personally, it's just really interesting to see how they went about doing it. That to me, I just thought was so cool. I was like, the nerd in me was just like, ooh, this is so good. Yeah. And they're so <laughs> fucked, but like, it was just really good. What I, what I didn't, what I did enjoy about that science aspect is literally they, <clears throat> the, the creators of this anime really took time to go into depth. They use, they use a lot of real life uh, examples of like the, like the aluminum foil type um uh, mechanism that they were using to try to set up a, a, a experiment with time travel. But one of the things that you mentioned as far as technology, I love how this show really focused on it used cell phones. It used an old school, the IBM 5100 portable Ooh. computer. I mean, that thing was Ooh. a monster. But, miles, probably. Yeah, and it, it really, but what it it really did not go outside of that. It, it was very your calculation, and I think they use technology in that sense too, because because cal- technology, we, I mean, especially now where people are like, oh, AI and all these things are going to take over and, and what have you, as far as people losing jobs and things of that nature. At the end of the day, technology is only what you put into it, and you have to be very uh, uh, precise on what you put into it because I don't know if you've ever taken a class where you had to do programming or just literally, or literally, what you, like when I like especially working in the food industry when you're really programming just the basic thing for literally a, a machine to blow air into a bag to put <laughs> your product in it. It's not just I press one button and it happens. No, you have to give. What is the what is the dimensions Pops. of the bread? Yeah, you what is the problems. you know what I mean? Like what's the you have to do all these things so that the computer can it just go off of the off of the uh, sensor to be like okay, bam, that's there. I'm putting it in. I'm done. And what I love about this show is that uh, with Oker in, when he's constantly on his phone talking about the organization, then Siren, and he's constantly like oh, they're they're after me. They're changing this and that. It's also something that. A lot of things that he feels in the inside, he uses technology to express it, even though he's not talking to anyone. Um, <clears throat> so that was that was great. But to jump forward to the characters and how a lot of the decisions that they made really affected the timeline for Ferris, her decision to not have her father get on a plane that is very significant to the whole show. <laughs> Again, these little tidbits that if you're not paying attention to the show is like, what is going on? Her 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 decision to say 
daddy, don't get on that plane or something of that nature. He doesn't get on the plane and he's alive and her whole world is totally different. She oh, she yeah. really erases a lot of the things that with the money that she had when her father passed away that she utilized to make the the maid shop or to do certain things where it's like you have a whole bunch of just cuteness, which she calls all over uh, yeah. Aqaba City, if I pronounce that correctly. And it was it was that was that was crazy. Um, the one with Rukia, Ruki, Aruka, not Rukia, but Ruka, when he when when he uh, all for gender wise, um, <laughs> when he was like, I just I don't feel I, I want to be uh, uh, I want to be a woman. And on the and sex wise too, like the, the genitalia, it was crazy because they constantly show and Japanese uh, anime does this a lot where you have this pretty boy and I forgot what they call him in Japan. Cause you've seen like, if you watch Anthony Bourdain, no reservation when he was in Japan and a couple other things where they literally have these, these guys that look uh, that are dressed up or look better than the women or they look like a woman. And you're just kind of like, <laughs> it's always funny to hear Okarin like, that's so cute, but he's a guy. <laughs> and it's like, Oh it just, my God. It, it, yes. it, it even, and I don't, and you know, I wanted to talk about that, how it touched on to this aspect of like at that time, 2011, having transgender in the mainstream or, or people oh, yeah. understanding that was not even, it was not prevalent in that level. So to constantly, especially Japanese anime doing that, <laughs> bless you, is to constantly, to have this character who literally, literally is like, uh, Okarin, I just, I like you as a, I, I have feelings for you, but I know that because I'm, I'm a man, you're not going to have these same feelings uh, for Ooh. me as you do. So that yes. I'm going, I'm going to send this D mail to my mom <laughs> to, which trips everybody out because they're like, "Oh snap, it really worked!" To, yeah. to you know, eat more vegetables, not more protein, so you can have a girl. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then and then come out to girl, and then Okarin's like, "No, you're a bo- you're a guy, you're a boy," and she's like, yeah. "No," she's I crying love- like. It was I know, crazy. I know. So can we know, talk about that dynamic real quick? Yeah. That whole conversation cracked me up because it was like they changed. He yeah. changed into a girl. Literally. And he yeah. was just like, as much as I think that you're pretty, I still remember <laughs> you from my original timeline yes. as a boy. I and it's two yeah. things. See, I watched this first and it made me think of a movie that I'd seen before it called The Crying Game, where mm. it was a guy, he saw this woman who he thought was a woman, mm-hmm. and they go back to his to his place. Yeah, as a guy. Yeah. And he was like, and everybody talks about this scene, he's like, oh! And he's like, I liked you better as a girl, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was just his idea of that, right? But the other thing it made me think of was in Black Mirror, where you had mm. the two black guys uh, 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 playing video games. playing yeah. roles yeah. where one was a girl, one was yeah. a guy. Yeah. And you go, I know you're a guy, but you're a girl in this game. I, and so I thought that was, uh, it was I thought that was, I thought that was the mindset that was about to happen when that when right? it was so I was I, like I mean she's, so like, she's a she's a female now in gender and in and sex. So uh right, so I was thinking like <laughs> so I was like I was watched I watched I had seen Steinsgate before I saw Black Bear. And so when I watched Black Bear, I was just like, oh, Oh, that's what it and picked, so maybe yeah. it just made me think about it because it's like in an alternate universe, you might actually be the opposite. Like if there's really this idea of a multiverse, which scientists are saying that it is, that there are that you could be in a different gender, mm. and you have to feel like I'm all. And I always laugh at this. I'm like, I wonder 
what I would look like. But now we get the option with some of these filters where you can actually see yourself as a boy if you're a girl <laughs> versus if you're a guy, see yourself as a girl. And the technology is getting insane now that you can yeah. like they really make it look good. And I did it for myself and I was cracking up because I was just like, I would get a lot of ladies because I looked pretty good as a boy. But I was just <laughs> thinking like in this in this scene that, you know, he was still based and he still had all the knowledge from his timeline. And that's the thing about it. Like he wasn't going to these other timelines without that previous knowledge. So every, mm -hmm. you know what happened to this person. So like if they die in a previous timeline, oh, yeah. but they're alive oh. in this one, you're like, I witnessed you die, yeah. but you're yeah. alive here. Or you were a boy in the timeline that I was in, but now you're a girl. And yeah. my body is responding in a way that I'm like, Hey, remember it was a boy. So it was just really interesting that they were tapping into this because it really got into this idea of, when you, if you're able to peer into the other universes or even be a part of those other universes, right? You, a part of you wants to really try and explore like what, what's different, how different is it? And and what can I, what has happened here? But he was so solely focused on getting back to his original timeline. Yeah. And he was like, as much as I find you interesting and I would love to see that I can't because <laughs> I got to get back to my timeline. So I just exactly. thought that was interesting that he was like, the body says yes, but the mind is saying focus on the on the prize. I got another good one for you. Remember when um Suzu oh. came back, right? Now, yeah. what does Suzu remind you of? Because you gotta remember Suzu's coming from 2036. That yes. reminded me of the Terminator now. Yeah. When I'm it thinking was the same. of the Terminator, um, go ahead, go ahead. I knew you was gonna say that. I knew you was thinking of the decisions you make, you, you're gonna have Skynet, and Skynet to me is CERN. That's how yeah. I'm that's how I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, but it's not, yes. but it's not, but not, but it wasn't AI. Uh, it, was, it was people. Yeah, it was you know what I mean? So which was, which is worth way. it at some point. <laughs> yeah. So she goes back and she understands who possibly did things to her in the future. Now, if you remember that aspect, that ties into FB later on. Yes. You know, was the main uh, pro protagonist, right? Excuse me, antagonist. And that also ties into. Um, a lot of other things that she might have said, OK, I took care of this person when they were younger or um, I fed this person. I did this and that. And her role was huge. And I was like, yo, that's dope that they were able to relate all these things and make it stay present. Man. I know. And I know we sound like we're jumping all over the place. So, again, in the comments and on the replay, like if if this shows uh, Steins Gate, if you're like, what the hell is going on again? We're talking about 24 episodes of back and forth, everything is tied in together. Every action is not only a reaction, but every action literally is like this person and this person are, a, are in alignment to what your one action did. And one of the things, uh, what I like about Suzu is that the, the weekend war, the, the part-time warrior, is she was about that action. Yes, she she was. was about taking action. And she even said it is like, I just, when something doesn't make uh, sense, I just take action. And one of the things that uh, Ocarin, where I was, I was highly, uh, I mean, it was not upset. It was just like, come on, if you don't see that Mokia or Mokea, uh, if you don't see that her, the, the, the woman, uh, uh, <laughs> Kairu with the glasses, if you don't see that something's not right about her and like she's asking you questions and, and she's literally finding you and it, it's like, she's. She's I watching. Her, I was like, yeah, I was like, if she's watching you, then how do you not get that? And I think a lot of things because of his his blinders. Uh, blinders exactly. 
because of his blinders, he literally was not able to pick out little things. He was he was so focused on the organization getting him or siren, but he kept pushing forward. And that's one thing I did like about that. When it came to the aspect of taking down an organization to be the anti-hero, he was he was steadfast in his decisions. It wasn't until later on to where he saw uh, 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 Mayushi when she died. That really hit him hard because he was like, this is a person who I'd never wanted to leave me like this is my last tether to humanity. Um, and that and that really showed in the play when he had to jump multiple times, because before when he was just using the D-mail, it was OK. I send this text message. This happens. OK, I can fix it. Then we get into uh, Chris, Christina's character, who, again, her name is not Christina, but that's what <laughs> Okarin called her, is that she literally creates a she literally sits down and she said, I think with Saren, the problem that they're having is that they're looking at taking the physical body. And sending your physical body in the time back in time. But she said, What if you what if it's just your memories? And I was like, Oh, this is this is fire. I mean, this is every this is every time traveling suspense uh show is just done right. <laughs> like think about that's go. why they actually took came back to the to the past to yes. take them because they were the ones able to do that. So in 2036, they had created that program that allowed them to use it on whoever and whatever. That was the crazy part. So they went back, they killed uh, Mayuri, and then they ended up taking uh, Christina, and they took um, Okarin, and they took uh, Daru. So they transported them to the future. You hear on 2036, they are responsible for a lot of different things. Another crazy part that I noticed was Daru was the father to you know who. Yeah, to Susan. Yeah, like, yeah, that was crazy. I'm like, yo, where did that come from? And then he's asking questions like, how does how did the mother like? I hope she got big boobs and all this stuff. Yes. <laughs> and you and you know and who do you who do you think who do you think is a mother for for uh, Suzu? And who who is um, Daru's wife? Who do you think? I honestly, honestly, honestly. And while you think about that, shout out to uh, East Brother Brewing Company, East Brother Brewing Company with uh, and, uh, the Heretic collab right here. With is, it is a pale Indian pale lager. You know, I got to get my Ooh. I'm going to get my zoom in right. So this is really good to start off. I also got a whole bunch of other stuff while y'all while y'all looking. And again, Black Nerd Fridays, we like drinking beer and we like talking anime, comics, sci fi movies and all that. So, of course, you're going to see, you know, this we get into the sponsorships. Um, we also got the East right. Brother. I got this good old freight series, Russian Imperial Stout. This is a 10.5 ABV. Can't wait till that one goes. I'm not going to drink the other stout, but then I had to get some growlers to show support to what East Brother is doing, trying to keep this lighthouse bread and uh, bed and breakfast going. So this is a 32 ounce. Uh, this is the Belgian style triple, which I'm going to open 8.6 ABV. Ooh, and last man. but not least, because I know I told myself we're going to hardline it. Well, actually, maybe today we're not going to hardline it next week. We definitely gonna hardline it to an hour because we got a whole bunch of other stuff to get to. But this one right here, this is the English Strong 7.5 Strong L. So I can't wait to crack this open as well. So we mm. we like to drink out here at Black Nerd Friday. Right. You know, shout out East so, Brother, you know, holding me down. Who so, do you think the mom is? Who do you think the mom is? Though? Back to back to the topic. <laughs> I think I'm open to Strong L first too. Then I then I go for the triple. I'm going with Ferris. You, you think, think you, so? Uh-huh, I'm going Ferris. You think Ferris? Mm-hmm. I'll put it like this. Look at the color of the hair. But see, a lot of times of you can't tell from that. And that, may, that, may mean, that may mean nothing, but it's down to it's down to two people. It's okay. down to Mayushi and it's down to Moe, Moeka. 
Moeka. That's no. two, that's two people is down to. You already wow. see. You already see what happened to Moeka. Huh? Yeah. You already see what happened to Moeka. Moeka is done. She, she, done. she, she lived. Uh, yeah, she lived. Know. You talk. You see, you talking. See that, and that's a good thing about this show. That's that timeline this, thing. This is, this <laughs> I gotta why, say, yeah. This is why this show is is so good. Is because. You have to really, it's not even just really pay attention. It's like they will hit you with like, wait a minute, didn't that is that person dead? Are they yeah. alive? Like, but again, she never uh at the time Suzu didn't know who her father was because she never met her father. And it was my it was uh Mayushi who was like, Oh, FG 204. That sounds like it's like uh uh gadget number, whatever. Yeah, and she found out that Suzu was uh, uh Daru's daughter. But then I was always thinking in my mind, I always thought that Mayushi, uh, Okarin's uh, childhood friend, I thought she was the mother. So it was between her, which I really think it is between her and Moeka, because they just, again, the subtle quietness, you would never guess it. That's the whole thing. That's what I like about it. Yeah, that. okay. And I'm, I'm going to try to record this up. But, but, um, <laughs> I'm going with Ferris, though. Yeah, go with, go with Ferris. Ferris, hey. Could be though, you know, because just because the hair color match or whatever don't yeah. mean nothing. You know how jeans be. Yes. <laughs> oh, I guess. Yeah. And then in the anime, they always God, yeah, they always try to go with something different too, right? Yeah, always. But mm-hmm. part of me, I kind of like the idea of not knowing who she was. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that in itself, Ooh. when you think about Ooh. what you're able to to know about the future. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That can heavily influence what you're going to do and when you're going to do it. So Definitely. part of me was like, I like the fact that they didn't say who it was because they just went through this whole thing about if you were able to send back a message to warn yourself, yeah, what can happen, right? So I just thought it was really interesting. It's like, no, let's not know. I yeah, love how she said, know. "I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna leave that a secret, Dad. <laughs> you exactly. yeah. gotta figure it out, right? Right? But you know." So. So you talked about your beers. I showed mine, Abuse yeah. of Science. But this, I didn't tell you the, the style. It's an Imperial IPA. Okay. Imperial mm-hmm. IPA. So we're talking at least 8% think- here. Okay. What do you think the ABV is? Probably if it's, a, if it's an Imperial IPA, probably like 9.5. Both of you are incorrect. It is 11. Oh, okay. What? That was going to be the next one. Yeah, yeah, they, but, they us. If they would have said like triple, then we would have known. Like, you know, no, <laughs> no. But I just, I love this. And I, I know we always talked about in regards to um, when we talk about anime, we always talk about the aspect of what it's like from a back, black perspective. Mm, yeah. And I just want to put this out there, this one piece. Um, when I was thinking about in particular time travel, as a black mm. person, mm. someone had posed this question to me before. Would you want to travel back in time or would you want to travel to the future? And I thought to myself, as a black person, traveling back in the past can be deadly. Mm. And a part of me would like to see where we're able to get to as a species, right? Yeah. Um and then I also thought about it too, because you know Dave Chappelle did the famous skit where he went back in time. Everybody talks about that one, and it always cracks me when you think about it. <laughs> where you can go back in time, and he'd be like, "But that's the only way you would want to go back in time, yeah. right?" Yeah, yeah. And you also have to ask the question: If you were to do something like that, 
what would be the implications? And I think this mm-hmm. is what Steinscape mm-hmm. was really getting at. Yes. You may want to go back in time and say, I know the atrocities that have happened, but if I were to do that, what would happen? To right? Because you're right able now. to go back, yeah. right? You're able to go back yeah. to your time. Mm-hmm. However, the people during that time cannot. So mm-hmm. whatever you've done to kind of like feel like you've given some type of justice in some way may actually end up causing a very severe stronghold to come down in some negative way where mm-hmm. when you get to the future, you're like, what the hell do you mean? Black people are still enslaved when you get back to your timeline because of what mm-hmm. you did. Right. Yeah. So as I'd- much as we like to joke about it, but I'm like a part of me is thinking like, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, and for you two, how do you guys feel like, you know, if you had the ability to go forward in time or backwards in time, what would you what? choose? I, I'm in mix between both. I would lean towards the future. Um, going back would be a lot on me. One of the reasons why I say it's a lot is because we have that um, negative aspect of not knowing where we come from. Like, I don't know who I might be related to, who's this person, that person. And we might end up being able to say, oh, uh, the, the brother and sister were my great grandparents, that sort of thing. You might not want to know that, right? So I'm going to go forward. <laughs> I'm going to go forward like, and see what's going on. Because you got to remember, we're separated all. So they might have sold this person off on this plantation. And you don't know that's your sibling or your cousin. And then later on, you link up and then you have family, et cetera. So I would say I go forward to see our progressors and, and advances in society, as well as what has happened to the world. Because I think that we are leaning towards a, a good time, but some bad stuff is coming in the future based upon how everything is going. Yeah, I would. For for me, um, I like I like when Suzu couldn't go forward. <laughs> I love when her when the time machine that uh, that uh, Daru made was at the time it was only to go backwards. And one thing that this show does in particular, and how this ties into this question, is that a lot of people didn't have absolutes. Uh, Suzu had an absolute. Mm-hmm. Once you take this journey, this is it. You don't. You can go back as as much as this time machine will work. But after that, you you can't come forward. So every time you jump back, you're going to be stuck there. And I think one of the things that I wanted to touch on, I'm glad you mentioned this before we get too crazy and the show goes on hours and hours, which you can't, uh, is that, you know, in the comments, replay, letting y'all know, is, is that um, a lot of things that Okarin had issues with is because he didn't do absolutes. Uh, and by not doing absolutes is like he wanted he wanted to be unsoiled by his actions. And I saw that a lot in the show. And I think a lot of people, especially when it comes to black folks, is that when you go back in the time, you're, you're taking your memories of your present to the past. But in reality is that when you're in the times, and I think one thing that happened with Suzu when the machine wasn't fixed, when, when Daru didn't fix the time machine uh, 100% correctly. And so when she, when she crash landed, instead of landing similar to what she did in the beginning of the, show, yeah. the series, and she lost her and she lost her memory. It was uh, looks nice when she lost her memory. It was uh, that's the fire cut, by the way. I mean, glassware, by the way. Um, when she lost her memories, it was like it was she was so angry at herself that she literally hung herself. Like she literally committed suicide because she knew she knew what the future was. Uh, for us, we don't we don't, quote unquote, know the future. But I feel mm-hmm. I would go back in time, but I would go back in time with absolute that if it means me becoming the mo- the monstrosity of the time, then that's what I'll have to do because I understand at that time it wasn't it wasn't where we're at now. We, we don't the same freedoms that 
we have from from the blood, sweat and tears of our ancestors that that we stand on their shoulders. It's not a matter of um, use your current thought process for back then, because back then you got to have you got to have an action and you got to go for it because because really the probability of you dying from going outside of the control of a say a, a sarin, which which again was Suzu showed in her in her flash forward, not her flash back. Uh, right. In her flash forward, mm-hmm. it was that if you go against what the regime is, then you're going to die. And in that time, in this in the in the United States, that's what it was. If you read, you would get some cut off, or you would or you would get your eyes poked out. I mean, yeah. it, it's just it was it was it was something where you had to have an absolute. And for me, it's like my absolute. I know my I know what my mission is. And that's where Suzu was. She knew what her mission was. So she was like, it's not even a question. I mean, I even thought that Suzu was the one that stabbed um, <laughs> Christina. But yeah. then I mean, coming to tie on and it's so crazy how this show is for for for, for the audience is that literally her Chris, uh, Christina's father, our, our, uh, our M's father, was the man giving the speech. <laughs> Uh, yes. was a man giving was the professor was giving the speech that Okarin Okarin said, "Hey, this is this is this is BS, BS." But it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't um, for for her when she got stabbed. It actually wasn't the dad. It was Okarin himself that stabbed her, and the reason mm-hmm. why he did it is because Christina wanted to save her father, even though her father was going to kill her. Because yep. she made him feel insignificant when he was the reason why she was even on the planet. And it's like, but the whole aspect of still wanting the approval, wanting the love just from that character. And so, like, this is what's so crazy about this show. We literally could go from each character, like we did with Ferris and her wanting her father back. Mayushi, she just wanted to be with Okarin. She wanted to build relate build the relationships now she even told him don't jump back yes i know we lost this person but we built so many memories together we are we yes we deal with the pain and that's another thing about this show that i'm glad we get into for the last couple of minutes is that this show really showed people not wanting to deal with the pain of what happened and i love the fact about time travel and the way that they made it is that you can go back and you can separate all these different branches of the multiverse but at the end of the day you're your brain, you as a you as a species, you're one with the un you're one with the universe is going to react to it. You're gonna have oh, man. you're gonna have I mean how many of the characters talk about the dreams that they had of their of not even I mean of their the other the beta world line, not the yeah. not the alpha. Yeah. Like it was it was crazy you know in that sense. Go ahead. <laughs> but you know what it made me think about that when you talked about when them having the dreams of the other timelines, right? There was a comment, and I know people talked about this on on Reddit. Of course, you know, you can get a lot of information from Reddit, but I just thought it was really interesting that someone had posed the idea that when you have a deja vu moment, right, is that a blip or a memory from an alternate universe, right? When you say to yourself, man, this feels like really deja vu, and you sit there and you think to yourself, like, I've had moments where I'm sitting there and I'm watching something and everything is exactly the way. It, and it's like that strong sense yes. of like, I've been here. Like, yes. and you'll I've think to yourself what the person's going to say. 
yes. and they say it or what they're wearing and they're like, they're going to do something. You're just like, it's freaky when oh, it happens. Right. Oh, and watching this anime and watching yep. movies that I have talked about this with timelines, it made me always go, I wonder if that really is the case. Like, are we really starting to see the bleed over from these other timelines? Right. Yeah. I love or it. I our, love where we're going. Or did we're a future of us, <laughs> right. Or did a part of us who was trying to screw, you know, not, you know, like, Oh, let me correct what I did wrong. And yeah. now you're seeing things kind of collapse on itself. And it's like, as much as we want to say, Oh, that sounds like gibberish and it sounds really sci-fi. I'm thinking we really don't know. You really don't huh. know. Right. And that, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I just, and, I just, that was what it made me think of. <laughs> and that, what you're getting to with that deja vu, I've had moments of deja vu multiple times. And like you, it's like, just like in the uh, Steins Gate, it's like you're reliving something that you've already done. And the thing is, is when you see it, it's, it, it also, at least for us, we can acknowledge like this really feels familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's almost like, did, did this already happen? Did we already, did this, did, did our lives already transpire? And now we're just recycling that. And for a lot of people, they're like, well, then what is death then? And it's again, with energy as a scientist, you know, energy doesn't, isn't, you don't destroy anything. It, whatever the energy it took to destroy something, that energy is going. Yep. Exactly. It's, yeah. it, it's being recycled. It's going somewhere Squid, else and coming they call back. Equivalent around. exchange. You don't get rid of energy. It just pretty much traverses to another place. It's always there. Even when you die, your DNA is still there. Your energy is still there. That's a whole nother conversation. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know, man. It just, we got a lot of different things. When you talk about deja vu, I've I've felt that I've seen it too many times where I know I've done something. I'm talking about, I know I did it. I know I've done this and I'm questioning how did I get back here? And that's mm. legit one. And I'm sounding like Rick and Morty. How did I get here? Right. <laughs> but uh, <Ooh>. yeah. <laughs> but you know, just generally, the show was deep. It was good, and it started yeah. off super slow for me. I like I told y'all, I was like, yeah. I don't know, I'm not liking this right now. But it took me a second to get into. It hey man, High Rise. If it, if you got me watching High Rise, uh, <laughs> oh, I was just yeah, saying, man, you got me watching yeah. High Rise, brother. I was High like, Rise. I mean, I'm, but you I understand. See, high rise was killing people and stuff. So at least yeah, you but still, man, no, it was like you think. See, as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> if you want to talk about a slow burn, like oh. a real slow burn, like Steins Gate doesn't even compare to this other one that I watched, which was Rich Hunter Robin. That mm. is a slow, slow. I watched Rich. I, I had to turn that off. I had to turn that off. It's so yeah. slow. Yeah, I had but, to turn that off. I had to turn right? it off because I was I'm like, excited. wait a minute. It's and it did. I didn't turn it off. Excuse me. It cut off because the series. I don't even think the season finished. To be honest, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. I got one worse for y'all. Yeah. What's Way that? back. You ever watched Silver Surfer the series? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. No, you didn't. Yeah. No, you, you know, didn't. and they and they canceled it. They canceled yeah. it. They didn't even finish out the season. Hell no. So that tells you that was that's a slow, terrible burn. The dude went from. Killing this per- or fighting this enemy and that enemy to just flying off in space and uh, quoting Shakespearean uh, <laughs> quotes and stuff. I'm like, what's going on here? What, what's that was terrible. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. No, I didn't get it. I, I didn't get it. But, I didn't. So it. deep, much wow. <laughs> yeah. not, we're not. We're not gonna go too crazy. I mean, as you can see, again, this is this is how the type of conversations that we have. We're constantly just throwing things off. I think. I mean, throwing things off of each other and just feeding off of what the energy is from the show, because these shows, 
for us is like they are a telltale sign of what we think about, but we don't do. And that's one of the things why anime and my and my perspective, anything where you can create it mentally, you can take your mind to a level where people are thinking it. They just don't say it. And then they watch it and they're like, I was thinking that exact same thing. So <laughs> this is uh, this has been great. I enjoyed this. I can't wait till I get what actually better on week? making sure I get yeah. the comments in here. What are we and, doing and next that. week? Oh, yeah, what we doing? Oh, we doing we doing Yasuke. We doing Yasuke. 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 I said Yasuke. Yasuke. We gonna talk about Yasuke, but anyway, we are gonna leave that for the next episode. <laughs> I cannot uh, wait. This is this is uh, this has been a pleasure. I gotta thank my co-host uh, Kinky Suds, uh, Black Bearded Nerd. Go check them out. Uh, on on their IGs, they got it up there. It's, their IGs is the exact same way as they got it. You see us scrolling down or where we at on the on the show. Hit us up Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Of course, I, I love this. I'm a from the replay. I'm gonna definitely make sure I get some things in there uh, that we can probably maybe maybe swish it down a little bit. Maybe take some things and and start making some comments and section off the the episode. Like I see a lot of other YouTubers do, where they're like they do. Part one, yeah. <laughs> zero, yeah. zero, zero to five minutes and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a pleasure, man. I, I appreciate my co-host as always. I can't wait till the next Friday. Yes. Uh, I'm going to get my camera game right. So and a little bit better lighting out here. Uh, so I'm work on that. And I love what y'all doing. Y'all, y'all got the natural light coming in. You ring. I, I mean, uh, black, black beard and nerd. He got the he got the, the, the bright light. I got to get a new LED joint. I think that's what it is. Cool. <laughs> and the camera, of course. So, hey, it's been a pleasure. Oct- oh, man. Next Friday, Black Nerd Fridays is for a reason. It's in, yes. it's in, it's in yes. the name. Like, come on. It is what it is. We're making it happen. So I appreciate y'all. Can't wait to see y'all on Friday. Next episode. <laughs> Peace. Peace.